Welcome to Libana's Listening. We're back after a two-month break. Um, if you ask me why we took two months break, I'm going to tell you it's none of your business. The operational security <laughs> means you don't need to know. All you need to know is there was an absence and now we are back. And you just need to take what you're given because you ain't paying money for this. So sit, sit back down, wind your neck in and uh, take it easy. I mean, that'll do. That'll do. We also, we, it's kind of weird though the back because we have time dilations where we didn't just we didn't just come like this isn't like oh we're, we're right in fact you're going to be hearing this just one week after the last podcast probably in fact the podcast just stopped abruptly and then <laughs> and then came back for six weeks and then yes. now you're hearing this uh, <laughs> uh, uh aggressive message telling you that we were away yeah but we're back we're recording this while you're listening. Are back down the you know one of my favorite sketches down. let me show you that mr show sketch which one it's a mr it's a sketch i can't explain sketch it's a Mr. Show sketch where it's like a TV um, talking host. Yeah. But he's recording the episode mm -hmm. while people can actually call in to do next week's episode. Yeah. So, like, they're actually hearing the episode. And then he just gets really frustrated because the callers don't seem to understand that the episode they're watching is not the one they're calling in for. Gotcha. And it has gotcha. a beautiful climax. Check it out on YouTube. But anyway, that's basically a situation where we're But we have big reasons for it. Big reasons. Big reasons. Massive reasons. Liban got married. I got married to a wonderful woman. And yeah. I'm a married man. I'm ready for the married life. I'm I'm excited to see what the, what the next stage of life holds for me. He got married. He had three kids. He's moved to... I mean, I, do we need to get into that? I don't want to like, I want to maintain some privacy. People don't need to know about my new children. I, and I just want to tell you about your new life. He's moved to Wyoming. He's People become a white stalkers, guy. Man. I don't want them tracking down my children and kidnapping them. All right. Yeah. Especially okay. in Wyoming. You know what Wyoming's like? Well, I know Wyoming because, well, for other reasons. But... Yeah. But then we're back for big reasons. I don't know what, what we're, where we even caught up to last episode i think the last episode that they're probably going to hear is the music episode <clears throat> where you and me were asking each other to do soundtracks and stuff that was good that was good i'm so i'm so disappointed i'm sure that podcast is going to get struck down but that was a good one if you get that you should do music more yeah. often yeah that was pretty fun that was very right. fun to do do you have any notes Liban? i've got no notes as usual i've shown up with energy and vibes and uh you know a truckload of personality but very little content or ideas right uh, you know i'm in a very low kid mood as well i was literally you know last night was the mother of all thunderstorms but that's it was so I it, love yeah it was great it woke me up though yeah. and the thing is you couldn't enjoy it because i was half asleep Mm. It was literally so, it was like crackling every 10 seconds. It was, that sounds magical. I love rain it. Rain was thrashing. Yeah, and then I just fell asleep again. And then at nine, it, it was still crackling. And then I woke up at nine. So I'm like a little bit knackered now. I could have fallen asleep right now. It's still down here. That sounds incredible to me. Yeah, it was that incredible. Sounds, I, I, I only get to experience a thunderstorm once every two or three years. It's so rare for me. But have you ever wanted to enjoy something but you're falling asleep and you're so tired you can't enjoy it 
Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I understand. Right, hey, hey, tell me then. Tell me then. What, what, what did you try and enjoy when you fell asleep? Sex. Well, well, that sure. But also, any any time you're reading a book, any time you're watching oh, yeah. something, and you really want to finish the chapter you're on or what have you, it's it's annoying to fall asleep to it. That's fine though, because you can always get up in the morning and just watch the rest of it. What if you were like a, a theatre play? Mm. or something like once in a lifetime and you yeah. fell asleep once in a lifetime da, 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 da. Uh, yeah that's what that song's about <laughs> falling asleep at the theater <laughs> falling asleep yeah in a, in, a, in, a, in a poetic way that is kind of what that shows but anyway we should probably tell people first and foremost why we're late should we do we need to get into it all right, we don't have to. I mean, I don't know why I'm trying to put out this sense of mystique and mysteriousness. <laughs> it's <laughs> We've got it's a big not... fan base. We have to be very delicate. <laughs> big fan base, you know. Uh, the reason why, the actual reason why, is because you know how Private Johnny is. He doesn't like to talk about these things. But he travelled to Tibet. And he spent the last two months meditating with Buddhist monks and, uh, you know, having, thinking about his life, thinking about what he's gone through, and he's come back with some wisdom to share with us. Well, what did you discover in Tibet, Johnny? I can't express it in words. In fact, having to wait for this podcast is one of the greatest lessons you can learn as a glint from Tibet. Oh, shit. The uncertainty of knowing, not knowing whether we're coming back or not coming back. Wow. Never That's go. deep, bro. That's deep. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Did you have a good time? What, what, what were they like? Did they actually have human emotions? Or are they, is everybody over there so zen that they don't, you know, they don't actually express anything? Yeah, they're pretty zen. They're pretty zen. They, tell you, they, they love fart jokes. They love they a fart love, joke. That's so cute. They love a fart joke. The human is very primitive because they don't actually have a society because <laughs> they're kind of excommunicated from society. The humor is quite simple. Yeah. It's like a child's humor. Wow. So they're like, they're like fart jokes, you know, making faces. Yeah. Flicking, you can, each other, flicking each other's ears. Yeah, flicking each other's ears. So, you know, if you, you know, when you just remove yourself from society, you actually learn that you can be entertained very easily. And when I emerged from there, Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, we build this big civilization, but where does it put us? It actually puts us backwards where we can no longer laugh at a fart anymore. So you're saying if, and this is a little tip to our listeners, and you never know, you might find yourself in this situation. If you're ever at a formal event and you're there and the Dalai Lama shows up and you want to sort of break the ice with the Dalai Lama, the yeah. best way to do it is as you're shaking the Dalai Lama's hand, you squeeze out a little fart and then have a little giggle with the, with the reincarnation of uh, 40 generations of uh, Buddha. Yeah. Don't, in fact, don't even shake his hand. Just just say, pull my finger. <laughs> Give me the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Give him the old classic. It's an old classic. They love it. Awesome. No, the re- no seriously, the real reason been away are we actually going to say it now well we should say because i don't know where we even got up to with my job saga last time okay all right 
So the real, 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 real reason. Although it's not really the real reason. What? The real reason is actually much darker, but we'll give this reason. The real, real reason is because I went out and I fought in Ukraine. I went to Ukraine. He did it. He did it. I I said I was going to do it. I said I was thinking about it. And, you know, I finally had to say enough is enough, Putin. Enough is enough. And he sorted it. You're going to see the news tomorrow. As we record this, you're going to sneak peek. He sorted everything out there. Did you read that article about the two Britons who have been um, uh, put on trial by the Russians because they were captured as freedom fighters in Ukraine? No. So two British guys basically went over there to join the volunteer forces. They got captured by Russians and then Russians put them to trial and then said that they're going to execute them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Originally, there were three Britons, but I escaped. Ah, yes. I escaped, Johnny. You escaped, yeah. Why didn't you rescue your colleagues? I thought, what happened to no man left behind? Uh, you know what? That had to go out the window. Once, you're a, once you've been captured, your priorities change. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't snitch, did you? No, 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 no. So you throw the other two under the bus. We were in three different cells. And then I just, you know, I went out of my cell and then I had to, unfortunately, my cell was at the end of the hall. So I had to walk past their two cells to get to the door and to get out. Yeah. Uh, So I had to make eye contact (laughs) with them as I was leaving. Very awkward. It it was so awkward. Classic (laughs) Curb Your Enthusiasm moment. Classic. Where I just made eye contact with them. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to pop out. I am so sorry. Oh, man. Brilliant. No, the real reason. The real reason. (laughs) Go on, Johnny. Tell these people what the real, real reason is. I I really will do the real reason now. Because I can't come up with it. No, absolutely. I say, people, you need to understand, whatever Johnny says next, whatever he says, that is the actual thing that happened. Well, okay, the real reason... And some of you probably already know this if you've listened closely to previous episodes. It's, it's pretty obvious if you think about it. It's very obvious. Is that uh, I'm just Liban doing another voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I've been practicing this Johnny voice for years, but... Uh... I've only just about mastered it recently. You know, there was a previous episode where I talked about how much I hate my voice. That was just deep in the mystery. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Occasionally recording extra bits, this common is, things that people say editing. to interrupt. Even when we talk yeah. over each other, I'm editing all of this together. There is no Johnny. It is all Liban. And the problem is the editing took so long to edit him doing both parts sometimes he cracks up laughing for no reason you know sometimes it's very strenuous on the throat for me to do this to do this voice so tiring it's exhausting and i had to take a little break but do you know what now we're back now uh well i'm back i should say uh but you get 
I hope that you're willing to, you know, just like with the fake emails that I write and then we read out on the podcast, I hope you're willing to just go along with the artifice and just enjoy the package for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can all agree with that. <laughs> no, seriously. All right. There's enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Now, the real reason, part of the reason is that the band's lazy, so he didn't edit for yeah. ages he's also yeah. been busy he's been getting back into social and all that stuff we'll get into that and then on my side i've been uh, i've got the job i don't know how much you guys know it's been a long time since i've seen you but as you know i applied for three jobs one of them did some freelance work second one actually the second one is kind of funny i might as well just tell you what company it was because they're literally going under if you've ever heard of a crypto company called Celsius, that's the second company I applied for. They're now bankrupt. Everyone's got their money locked in them and they know they stopped withdrawals. And I could have been working for these guys. Unbelievable. But the third company I've started working for. It's been intense, but I'm now a man who earns 60 grand a year, five grand a month. Wow. Wow. I'm so happy for you, man. I am so excited for you. It's so nice to, to hear good things coming your way. I love to hear it. I love it's to unbelievable. I can't believe it. I still haven't received my first paycheck. So it might still be a scam. It might still be a scam. No, but the thing is, they said first of the month, we're recording the 2nd of July now. So I've, and it's a weekend as well. So, but I sent them the thing, so they should pay me next week. Mm-hmm. And then I will fully believe it. Five grand a month. I'm rich. I'm a millionaire. Well, would it, but here's the thing. Do you remember some episodes ago, we were talking about what do you actually want? Like, it, yes. uh, write down a list of what things that you actually want. Yeah. You didn't have anything that money would, like, give you on that list. I like, immediately what are ran you, out. What are you going to do with this money? I immediately ran out and bought a MIDI controller. Mm-hmm. So expect an exciting musical composition episode. Yeah. Probably a finale, because me and LeBan, We'll probably end up hating each other and spitting like the like the Beatles or some other rock band to never speak to each other for decades, except it's, for snidey it, songs. It is absolutely <laughs> inevitable. Our creative visions are so different, especially yeah. when it comes to music. Very much so, very much. But yeah, basically that's it. Big nose. It's so funny because you just edited the episode that went out. Yeah. And I listened back to it, and it's literally just me throwing out the idea that oh. I might look for jobs, and here I am. Here you are, two months later, knee-deep. It's not just the fact that you're getting interviews or whatever. You've done all the interview process. You've gotten the job. You've been working, like, well into it for about three or four weeks. it's, It's a completely different Johnny who is recording with me today than the Johnny who was recording three months ago. I don't know about that. I'd like to think that. But You're a working man now. You're a sellout. You're a stooge. I owe, I owe a lot of thanks to you. Oh, yes. As a let's fantastic go, let's go guru into mentorship. Thank me and fawn over me. I, I need this. No, you did. You give great, he gave great mentorship. Start from the, the beginning. Process. Start from the beginning. From the, from the very CV. From the very beginning. The CV. I had issues with it because I was like, I don't know how it's... I, the last time I did a CV, I was a kid applying for retail jobs. And yes. it's boring or whatever. And then I was like, okay, things have moved on. You know, it's been when a I long time since Johnny had to write a CV. 
Yeah, and then you look at TV, TV templates, they've got photos now, it's all very multimedia. You know, you know people ain't gonna read the CV. I was like, oh my God, but Liban put a lot of quirky things in the CV. They're not like quirky joke things, but for a CV, I was like, that's a bit too quirky. Johnny was gonna just make it a little bit bland, whereas I said, you've got the solid work history. You don't need to worry about that. I need you to put in there a bit of your actual personality and character so that yeah. when you get in an interview, the interviewer has something to talk to you about. That was, I mean, that's great advice for people listening to this, isn't it? Like if you're looking for jobs, what was it you put in? You put in like, you told me to put one of my, a couple, most of my hobbies in there. Weird well, that's hobbies. because you have interesting hobbies. So like, if you're a boring person, don't put in that you enjoy watching TV. And don't put in that your hobby is, right. you know, cooking. I don't know. Don't, don't be a boring person. What would you say to someone who is a boring person and doesn't have interesting hobbies? Um, boring people usually have interesting friends. So grab your friend's hobbies, put them in there, and then discuss like just enough with your friends so that you can pretend you're into that shit. Very interesting. See, this is it. It's like he's, he's like he's, he's, a, he's like a dictionary. It's like a book. He just flipped to the page and he's already got the answer. I've got the answer. I don't even, like, I'm not even planning this out. I, I know exactly, like, you ask these questions. I knew immediately, if you are a boring person, just take somebody else's personality. Very easy. <laughs> Easy to do, easy to pull off, get the job. Listen, if you've got a CV and you want Liban to check it out, send it in. We now provide CV review purposes. Although, once you do submit your CV, we reserve the right to laugh at it online. We won't use your name, operational security. Always operational security. And on top of that, if you do successfully get a job, after I've given you professional career advice, <laughs> I will need 10% of your salary for the first year. Yeah. Consider it a teeth, like a church. You, you You're getting a better deal than I did. You're getting a better deal than I did. Johnny is in the hook for, like, for his entire salary for the first <laughs> year. He's, he's going to be living like hand to mouth <laughs> on his savings. Yeah, basically. What, what, what was next? Then I pinged it off to Indeed which mm. made it very easy to send CVs because you upload your CV and just ping, ping, ping. Some of them needed cover letters, whatever. Which I was actually worried about because I was like, okay, well, everyone's just doing this. People just get deluged with CVs. How can you stand out from the crowd? And anyway, when we did the interviews, did you give me help with the interviews? No, the interviews I did great. I think I was confident and did well. In yeah, you, you interview very well. You're well-spoken and you hold when it when it came to negotiations, the band was Oh, critical. you were you were a mess during the negotiations. Yeah. You were an absolute I think the last show, in it. I think that might have been the last show. I don't think we discussed the negotiations. I think we talked about you telling me to quote more money for like the first job. Oh, maybe like, no, we did. Maybe we did discuss and, that. Yeah, but so if if that's out there, then you know already that Johnny was undervaluing himself and I was pushing him to um, you know, ask for a real money. And interestingly, with the Celsius interview, they didn't message me back after two weeks. And I said to them, what, what the fuck's going on here? What should I do? He said, follow up. He told me what to say in a follow up. I wrote a follow up. They sent an email. It was just like one line email. It was like, oh yeah, we just had a, uh, we just need to approve and sit approval for some decisions and then 
as soon as we're back in business, we'll love to contact you. And I was like, great. And I told Libba. He said, he said, this is probably not going to happen. It sounds like this company is having problems whenever you hear like the money's gone somewhere else. So like probably- the, e- the email they wrote back to Johnny, it basically, the subtext of it, for anybody who's worked in a corporate organization, it basically made it sound like the budget that they had for this new role had gone away completely. But it was phrased in such a way that they they left themselves an open door where if they managed to find some money, they were going to get in touch with Johnny again. But I've, I, I just had a gut feeling from the way they wrote that, that all the money was gone and they were actually in trouble. Yeah. It's incredible. What a talent. It's like a business whisperer. And on top of that, but that's the thing is that that was just a small indication of the massive amount of trouble that Celsius were going to get into a month later. Even a month. I think it was like two, three weeks after that. It was like rumors. All over the news. Every single website on the internet is talking about how the Celsius coin exchange or like their their system for keeping Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrencies, they'd locked it down and nobody could put out their money anymore. If you go on Reddit or somewhere, there's like tons of people saying, oh my God, I had my life savings in there. And I predicted it it weeks ahead of time from a single email. If people listen to this podcast, if only people listen to this podcast, how many people could have been saved? Lives could have been saved. Lives could have been saved. I mean, people could, people probably legit killed themselves over oh, the money that got locked up in Celsius and mate, that could have saved those lives. 100% people are going to kill themselves. I mean, it's literally they put all their life savings in it because the, the thing that, that Celsius were doing is literally like a savings account. Like you get a great APR, you put your money there, you get a great APR. It's like a savings account. Why wouldn't you put all your money in if you trusted them, which obviously people did? 100% people are going to kill themselves out of it because they didn't listen to you. You should have been listening to Libana's listening. In a way, you're responsible, Liban. Shit. How much, how much should you do if you know something bad's going down? How much effort do you have to go to to make people listen? Wow. Maybe it's, the, it's, the, it's the classic superhero question, isn't it? How much responsibility do you have to use your superpowers for good? And if you don't use your superpower, are you by not acting and through your inaction killing people? But what do you this think? This is Spider Man One, two thousand and two. I'm Toby Maguire. I'm Toby Maguire, man. But what, what what do you think the answer to that question is? I think the answer to that question is these people would have been fucked either way because there's, there's a two-month delay between when we're talking about this and when yeah. the stuff actually went We down. couldn't get to so, them in time. We couldn't <laughs> get to them in time. <laughs> even, <laughs> even, if, even if we had an audience of millions of people listening to us, I couldn't have saved anyone because the editing process is so prolonged. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! And in a way, the editing process is also his responsibility. So, <laughs> I've got blood on my hands. Is that what you're saying? I'm sitting. You've got blood on your hands. hands. Jesus Christ! You've got blood on your hands. Anyway, and then the the other the final bit of help Ruben gave me, biggest bit of help. He nailed the number because for that third job, I had no idea what to ask for. No idea. 
And then Lipan gave me the number, 60 grand a year, which to me seemed ludicrous. Because like people in England work in like office jobs, literally nine to five, and even earning 60 grand, a lot of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He said the number, I said the number, bang. They gave me the number. Now my bro's got a job. Now I'm rich. Working remotely on top of that, working remotely, doing sort of managing his own hours, fucking killing it. Doing doing something I'm good at, exactly the thing that I've and doing something, I mean we kind of don't get but doing something which a lot of people would actually love to do. You know. Mm. Which a lot Beautiful. of people yeah, it's insane. Beautiful. It's crazy. It hasn't sunk in yet. But there you go. So that's me. My new job, I'm rich. I'm gonna start acting differently. My attitude is different. Here's the thing um, that I don't th- that you need to do. That I, once I reach your level of success, I will also be doing this. You earn as much as Nui's talking about. Listen, all I'm saying is you need to have a list of, you need to take a pen and paper, a massive A4 sheet, write down uh, everybody that you know on a single page, and then rank them in order (laughs) of their, you know... Come up with a complicated system where you balance out how much money they make, how much they bring to your life, how entertaining you are, assign values to all of these people, rank them in order of the values. And then now that you've upgraded yourself and gotten this fancy new job and all this new money, you need to drop 10% of the people at the bottom of your ranking. (laughs) So you need to drop the dead weight. You need to just let go of a bunch of people. Isn't it? Isn't that like a real? I actually heard something like that before. It's like a saying. Like Is it? The people around you, you're only as good as the people around you, or something. Some phrase which basically amounts to get rid of all of your loser friends because they keep keeping you back. So like, well, I think it's a modern, you know, American self help. Be who you can be. You got to get rid of your loser friends. At, saying or something i think well, that's actually a- maybe that's what you need to do I, th- I think you should do that i think have a think about who you could drop and be happy absolutely not come on man and tend, and tend let to some help people, people go i've just had an idea Lipa. what are you gonna First let person- me go is that what are you gonna no, turn no. on me you <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> no just had an idea first person to email us mm-hmm. at the liban is listening with a genuine email whether it's yeah. a question simple question for the pop Podcast, a bit of ambience, record a bit of ambience. I still want to record ambience. I will give you ten dollars. Oh, no, don't ten do pounds. That. That's pathetic. I'll give you ten pounds. Don't do that. That's pathetic, Johnny. Don't that do pathetic? that. We don't want to pay for our audience. This isn't pay to play. We just got to get the floodgates going. We just got to get the floodgates going. All right, you heard it here first. If you email $10. us, if you half. Email we're going half on it, right? <laughs> You can house any, right? No way, man. You make loads of money now. You finance this. You finance Ten the Australian whole dollars. We're going half on it. Ten Australian dollars. Australian or Canadian, depending on the uh, currency Whichever exchange. Whichever one's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll give you $10. Seriously. American dollars? We'll $10. The American dollars. 10 USD. 10 US dollars to whoever emails us. Yeah. Drop, drop the first email, put the PayPal in there. Bang. You get it. And does no that problem. include people who know us? Or are they excluded? No, obviously they're excluded. All right. So if you personally know me, then don't bother. But if you... Oh, but what if it's somebody that I know, but you don't? Well, still it's not included. The only thing I'm worried about, Liban, is you sending another (laughs) fake email 
to get the $10 off me. I can't <laughs> deny that that is something that occurred to me. I can't deny that I was genuinely thinking, and I'm, I'm really annoyed that you actually have thought of this already. I was thinking of emailing in, getting the money, and then in the next recording or the one after, revealing to you that I've taken your money. <laughs> All right, listen. Listen, first, I'm going to need verification. That first email has to have a photo of you standing in front of the email. That's meaningless because I, I, I know you people have that you don't know. I, know. I, can, I can use let them. Me get, let me get to the second part. I can get the system. It also, it also should have in the background a location that clearly isn't Britain. And it should be lookable, upable on Google Maps. So, have you, have you not heard of Photoshop? You don't think I can get one of my friends to stand in front of a green screen? Yeah, you could do that still, couldn't you? All right. You know what? It's off the table. I'm taking Nintendo. It's off the table. Because I guarantee, Johnny, if you put this on the table, <laughs> I will find a way to get this table. <laughs> All right. Forget it. Forget it. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, so basically, the, that's me with the job. What's been going on with you, Lupin? What has been going on? I've, I've had a social season. My social season is fully in effect. What's the big What's the big news on the What's the big news on the scene? The big news on the scene is that we are having the best spring and summer weather that I have experienced in a very very long time. Starting in March up to July, it has literally been a beautiful sunny week after a beautiful sunny week. It's it's unprecedented. It's incredible. And it's just made me so social. I'm constantly, I'm going out, I'm hanging out with people, I'm doing things, I'm going to parties, I'm going dancing. I've been to a couple of weddings. I've been to just like, so just, yeah, nonstop socializing. Is it having a good effect on people's mentality? Yeah, everybody seems to be Are really happy. Yeah, everybody's happy. Everyone's forgotten about COVID now. No one gives a fuck. Right? Yeah, we're done with COVID. Nobody it's cares. over. It's, 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 it's over. over. Like, it's rising again. Like, it shows up in the newspapers every once in a while. But nobody I know acts like it's a thing. Yeah. All right. You think it's partly... I guess there would be... Because it's probably been a while now. Is there a sense of release yeah. for people Absolutely. to come back out and be social? Yeah. Is that still there? Yes, very much so. Because was like last summer, was it still going on? Last summer, people were still concerned. Like, I thought last summer was going to be like this, like what we're experiencing at the moment. But last summer was actually quite subdued. And this feels like the first real spring and summer since, um, since everything a new, happened. A new dawn. A new dawn, yeah. Dawn of the Justice and League. What exactly? You said something earlier in a previous show about you're going to do something to get us tons of listeners. It's still in progress. Oh, I, come on, you're going to give us a tip, Pitt. I'm working on the biggest creative project of my life. I am working, serious? I'm working on something massive, huge. This is going to put me on the firmly on the map. I'm going to be on the radar. I, you know how I was describing how you would need to have a ranking of all your people you know and drop yeah. 10% of them? The reason I brought that up is because I'm in the process <clears throat> of doing that and figuring out who I'm going to drop when this goes live. Are you serious? I'm going to drop a bunch of people, Johnny. As soon That's as a, this goes live... No, not that part. It's going to go... I'm talking about the biggest creative project of your life. Biggest creative those are, those project aren't. of my life. 
those aren't light words this is going to be massive i've i've worked on some really like cool shit this is going to be the biggest audience i've ever you know it's huge man you don't even know so i'm like the reason why I'm like still going with this podcast, despite the fact that we're only getting about 20 listeners is because 20,000 yeah, yeah. Yeah, 20, is because I know come this autumn, once that other thing goes out there and then I plug this podcast, we're going to go massive. You better prepare yourself, Johnny. Well, see, you make it sound like you've got a TV show or something. Mate, it's big. It's fucking big. Is it? Okay. Well, how definite is this? Because it sounds too big to be, Definite. Listen. What's the percentage? Give me a percentage. 99%. No, come on. This is huge. Huge. No. I don't believe it. We're going places. I'm definitely going places. You might get a bit of runoff, but I'm fucking... I'm going to the moon, bro. I'm going to be on a yacht. No, as a podcast, as a friend, that comes to the first I'm hearing about it. Because how many times over the years, Johnny, okay, have I, I fucking blown my creative spunk by just talking about shit and then nothing ever happens? The this, last, okay. the last three to five years, I've changed my method so that now I do things and then I reveal them when they're complete. And the last couple of times I did something like that, I actually got stuff done. Okay, yeah. Right, no doubts you're going to get it done. I just want to know how certain that it's actually going to go somewhere. We There's are, no creative project is 99%. Come I'm, on, man. I'm 40% of the way through the, like, organising and and creative sort of architecting and the beginning. Like, we're past the beginning. I'm in the middle of it now. We're going we're gonna to do some recordings in August. We're going to edit in September and then release it at the end of September. End of September is going to be an incredible time. You don't even know, Johnny. It's big. Oh, my days. You don't know. Oh, my days. I don't know what to say to that. I'm flabbergasted. I'm going to, uh, you might be one of the people I drop. You might need to step up your game. You do that. The guy who only five grand a month is the guy you're going to drop. Give me a break. Who else do you know is only five grand a month? 60k a year. <laughs> no one, no one, not a single one. 60 grand a year. Mr. 60k. Mr. 60k, yeah. The funny Perfect. thing is, what if we have listeners who make loads more than that and they're listening to us being like, these fucking peasants getting excited over 60k? I don't care. Listen, people won't understand how much 60 people from my, our part of the world yes. will understand. People 60K with our background. I know there's people who, oh, you work for fucking Google, you get six figures. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck, right? For someone like me to make 60K, it's the equivalent of someone like you earning a million. How about that? <laughs> you, all right? You don't know where I'm, you don't know what I've had to deal with, where I've come from, my struggle. Give me a the, break. The, the cans of tuna and the cans of Heinz beans, they don't know. They don't know the struggle. Literally, I, I lived off sacks of potatoes and cans of tuna during one of my many redundancies. All right, 60k that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for yeah, a so young lad from the, Hackney. By the end of this year, you're gonna, you know, you've had your success with your 60k lifestyle. By the end of I'm this afraid. year, 
I'm going to have all the love and adoration and sort of narcissistic ego stroking that I've ever desired from the public. Oh, my God. Is I'm going how... to be unbearable. You don't. I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm just hearing about this now. How, how, um, how, how like, uh, how much are you working on this? How much work is it demanding of you? How many hours a week? Is it like a big, big thing? It's, it's just, at the moment, it's just a steady bit of like a couple of hours a week, but then August is going to get really busy. And then September is going to be a bit busy. And then it's going to go back down to a couple of hours a week. Oh my God. Aren't you excited listeners? I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't believe this. Listen, all I'm saying is, let's, you know, let's keep the quality on the podcast high because people will come. This this podcast is brilliant. This podcast is better than any podcast I've ever heard, except some of the conspiracy ones. (laughs) No joke. And if you think anything else, then, you know, we don't really want you as an audience member. No, I'm I'm a blind, I'm 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 stunned. I'm stunned. I can't believe I'm just hearing about it. This is big. Well, it's I've like been keeping it me. quiet because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to let another of one course. slip away. Of course, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, but inshallah, by the grace of the Lord, by the merciful yeah. and the bountiful, good things will let, come. Let's see. Let's see. I'm crossing my fingers for you. Yeah. All right. What's What's next? Look, I got a couple of notes. Yeah, what did you, you want, want to talk to about? Notes. I think there were a couple of things you were quite keen to talk about. Um, well, one thing, since we're talking about work and stuff like that. So I've got this new job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all ticking over. I'm doing a great job. In fact, I just had a meeting. I about, I tell, yeah, I told you about a meeting yesterday. Yeah, everybody my, you work with basically loves you and respects you. It's my, my, a lot of kudos. Well, my sub-boss that she had a meeting with me yesterday just to tell me how great I am. Although he is a very enthusiastic American guy. He's always gassing everyone up. But he literally asked for a meeting. And I was like, oh, God, he's got some stuff to say. But no, he was literally just, he had to tell me how great I was doing, you know, which is nice to hear. It's nice for my ego. Fantastic. Although, although honestly, it's too good for my ego. <coughs> every, every, every bit of good news now, I'm just... Getting a bit too good to be true. But anyway, it'll take a while for me to get used to. But anyway, so everything's going to take a tip out. I have you a have. big, I have an idea. Big idea. It's kind of a big idea, yeah. It's something that I could do on top for this company that would, think of it like this, it would make them a lot of money and it would be huge for them. It would be extra work for me to do. And I don't know if I would have to continue doing the work myself, although I think it's such a good idea they would literally probably hire someone else to take it over and do it, continue it. Because I couldn't do that as well. Mm-hmm. Should you do that? When you have a big idea that could save your company money, make your company money, be, you know, should you take on that extra, should you go that extra yard to do it? I ask you, Liban, as the business whisperer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask you to assess the company and see if they deserve it. Are these people that deserve that from you? Because it sounds like it's something that will take energy, focus, concentration, 
uh, over a consistent period of time. It's not every company deserves that. Some companies deserve that for sure, uh, because you know they give you good work, they treat your time with respect, they don't um, expect you to work crazy hours without compensating you. So some companies absolutely, whereas other ones are piss takers and uh, the only thing they deserve is a warm body for you to show up and just, uh, you know, get your paycheck. So yeah. I'd say give it a couple of months, see what the work life is like with these people, assess them as if you're an employer checking them out and then make a decision. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. It's kind of what I was thinking as well. Have you ever been in that situation where you've gone above and beyond for a company? Sorry, what was that? Are you asking me if I have? Yeah, have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. When I was really earlier in my career, when I was much more, you know, of a go-getter. Did you get anything in return for it? Never, never. All I got was just a bit of like, oh, Liban, well done, well done. Oh, that was yeah, great. See? Oh, Liban, you, you really came through with this. Blah, blah, blah. It's fucking meaningless. Wasn't it good for your status, though? To a certain extent, absolutely, yeah. And didn't that uh, provide benefits it, down the line? Not with those people, no. Those people were users. Those people were people who were just out right. to make a buck and they didn't really care who was making, who they were using or who they weren't. It, it, nothing mattered to them. Yeah. See, this is what we were talking about with Mr. A the other day. Because I was thinking, like, if I said to Mr. A, yeah, I've got this idea I could contribute to my company, you'll be like, screw that. Don't do nothing except what you have to for them. And even then do less. That's what Mr. A would say. But then he was telling us about someone he knows in academia mm-hmm. who goes and does stuff they don't get paid for because in academia, you've got to build your status up. And you never know when that comes back around, so... It's two sides of the coin, I don't know. I think it just depends on the company you're working for. Yeah. So what if, what about this though? What about if it's something that I can only uniquely do for this company? Like I wouldn't be able to do anything like this for another company. So it's specific to this company. Which but, I guess then, you, but then you it's like, how much do you care about this getting done? Is this like your is this like a big project that you actually care about? Is it gonna have an impact? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You're right. Give it a few months and then I'm going to say. Here's the next question I had. But it's not really a question. It's a discovery that I made that yeah. I feel the listeners need to know about. Oh, okay. What's this? Which is that Liban. Yeah. Is Liban is a weirboat. Oh, I remember you mentioned this. I can't believe this. Recently, for some reason, I started playing old PlayStation 1, Gran Turismo 3. Yeah. And then I was was Googling. I loved that game, but I played it so many times. I was playing some other stuff. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Incredible atmosphere, fantastic music, the whole aesthetic of those games back then. Great era. And I ended up checking out... I ended up checking out an anime that Mm -hmm. people were recommending in discussions about the game called Initial D. Right. And I mentioned it to Liban. Liban was like, oh yeah, I've seen it. And then he confessed to me. I confessed nothing. I, I li- all I did was, first of all, do you want to explain to our listeners what a Weibo is? 
We are both. Because it's, is, a, if anything, if it's really old internet slang, it's not even... No one says it anymore. Nobody has said weeaboo since the early 2000s. <laughs> it's really it ancient call, internet slang. <laughs> what do they call it now? I don't know what they call it, but definitely not that. When, you know, you get uh, Westerners who are just obsessed with Japanese culture mm -hmm. and anime and the... Uh, uh, maybe a bit of the music, but they just love Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. We call that a weeb, but would you call it that? A weeb? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But I just think it's kind of funny that you're throwing it out, assuming that everybody knows what it is. But oh, right, right. not everybody spent a lot of time on the internet <laughs> in their youth. And I'm pretty sure nobody under the age of 25 would have had any idea what you're talking about. I hope everyone listened to this podcast. If you didn't know what I said, man then you should probably stop listening to this podcast. This is for people who are on the internet in the 2000s <laughs> and also um, are over, you know, very. But yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, he, and then he displayed an encyclopedic knowledge of anime from that period. And I was just blown away How by How is that a surprise to you? You've known me for so long. And any time the topic of that know, sort of yes. stuff came up, I always spoke to you about it as somebody who's uh, seen a lot of it. Yeah, but when I said initially, and you said I've watched it, yeah, I was like, what the hell? I didn't know you were that deep into it. Initial D is a pretty big anime. I don't think it's it's not it it's not like a deep cut, isn't it? No, I think it's pretty entry level. Oh. For you, maybe, okay. Mr. Right. Mr. Uh, senpai. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to ask you. What does Senpai mean exactly? Um, so I know I, the way people use it online, I was like, does it mean like a boss? Like the notice me Senpai. It's... But then, <laughs> so basically, it, when you're in school, you have yeah. uh, people who are in the years above you and you have people yeah. who are in the years below you. So in school, the people in the years above you are called Senpai. So if, oh. you're, if you're upperclassmen. Oh, what, do, what do you call the people in the lower years? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I watched that sort of stuff. Because the funny thing is they're calling like the older guy, not even by his name. The subtitle says his name. Yeah. And then the voice says senpai. So I was like, what? <laughs> He's not the boss, see? I don't get it. But anyway... I expect you to guide me through the world of anime now. Well, I, I'm fully out of date because the funny thing is, I was a massive weebo a long time ago uh, because when I was growing up in the 90s, everything that was cool was coming yeah. from Japan. Yeah. The Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, uh, all of those uh, Japanese RPGs I used to play when I was a kid, yeah. um, Pokemon cards, uh, Dragon Ball Z, everything that was really cool. And then the, in the 90s, it felt like Japan was in the future. I think yeah. it's swapped around a bit now where all the technology and all the social media and everything comes from the West. But in the 90s, it felt like Japan was where all the cool electronics and all the gadgets and everything that was like going to be in the 21st century, it was all coming from Tokyo. So I and think you, that's, what, that's what captured my imagination when I was a kid. Mate, it was so good. It was so good, man. Just going back and playing those PS1 games, like even just the menu screens, they have so much style in them. Mm. It's such a kind of confident kind of 
artistic presentation, even small things, the fonts, everything was so good, man. And then the music is just this bizarre, like, mixture. It's like they half heard Western hip hop and rock, and then they just went off and did something. And it's brilliant. I've gone proper for Japanese fan lately, which I mean, my girlfriend is happy about because she, she always wanted to go to Japan. It's fantastic. It's, when I went there um, about four or five years ago, it was basically the culmination of all my childhood dreams because I went there and it was, it was everything I'd hoped it would be. All the feelings and sensations and stuff that I'd imagined when I was a kid, was ex- it was there exactly as imagined. Was it really? Was it magical? It was. It was super fun. I had such a great time. Tell me about a quirky little thing you did in Japan, little place you went or something. Um, well, Painting the funny picture. thing is, my, the, the Airbnb that I was staying at was very close to one of the biggest tourist attractions in Tokyo, which is um, a, it's like a Buddhist temple called Asakusa or Asa. Bashi or something like that. I can't remember the exact name, but it, it is basically this really cool Buddhist temple. And me being a night person, I ended up walking around a lot at nighttime. And I went to the Buddhist temple at night and it was fully open and it was just really brightly lit up and it just felt incredible to be walking around at nighttime. So a lot of nights when I came back, I would go to this little bar that was right next to the temple. I'd I'd drink on my own, get quite pissed and then put on (laughs) some music and then walk into the temple and then just walk around for half an hour before Uh I went back to go to sleep in my Airbnb. Was Was there a lot? Was it empty? completely empty oh man i was in my own world i was the main character in my own movie it was incredible in your own jrpg yeah yeah yeah. all i needed was like some fox spirit to come up to me and to take me into another realm yeah exactly yeah brilliant that sounds brilliant what what about the food you don't like fish they are so what was you eating there even um, well, they, they do a lot of noodles and stuff. So I was eating a lot of noodles and ramen and udon and, uh, yeah, fried, nice. fried tempura. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all really nice stuff. Is it expensive there? Um, no, I felt, well, do you mean the food or just generally? Food. Gen- food and generally. Uh, generally expensive. The food was reasonable. Oh. Did you go to any geeky places, like a video game store or something? I did go to the, you know, like they've got a famous location where they had a massive Sega world uh, where you can go in and they've got like five floors of arcades. So I went into the arcade place and I played a couple of different games there. Nice. Maybe I'll go to Japan. Maybe I'm going to be the wee up now. Maybe you should be. Give it a try. I'm listening to Japanese music. Little recommendation for the listeners. Suzumu Hirasawa. Lovely. What say that again? Suzumu Hirasawa. And what kind of music <clears throat> does he or she make? Mental, insane, all over the shop. Mixture of like, I guess it's Japanese folk singing. It sounds like the melodies are like kind of Japanesey, but then the, there's loads of synths and a lot of drama. It's kind of cinematic. It's very interesting. I'm going through his back catalogue lately. Nice. Just discovered him. Awesome. I'm also listening to. The Ridge Racer soundtracks, which so are crazy. You're gonna be, you're gonna go full um, 
you're going to be full wee by yourself in a bit. I stopped watching Initial D. Here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Initial D was great, right? Because you don't know what Initial D is. It's about some kid delivers tofu for his father. And it's like on the street racing scene. So it's on the street racing scene. Mm-hmm. He's like a bit of a gormless kid. He doesn't have much of a personality. But it turns out. Can I just say, I really like the word gormless. What a wonderful right. word. I love gormless. There People don't use it often enough. Well, there you go. We should try and use it for this. Maybe make it the title of this podcast. Yeah. Just to bring it out a bit more. Talking but, um, about gormless kids. Gormless kid, but this kid, and then it turns out he's like a brilliant race driver because he's been driving the tofu, which gets damaged. So he goes very fast. But he, anyway, so he's a brilliant race driver. And he ends up beating all these like characters, uh, these hardcore street racers who all have different personalities, blah, blah, blah. Very cool. However, I got about two, three seasons deeper. Mm-hmm. And does it just get repetitive? Because that's what he happens. He doesn't lose a race. Uh, the cunt doesn't lose a single race <laughs> and I was like alright come on now I mean they, they still managed to ramp it up like there's a there's a different street racer he's got this personality defect or whatever he's arrogant or whatever and then they, they you know it's exciting there's dance music and they're racing the cars but you know he's never going to lose it and it goes on and on and I imagine that's actually a lot of Japanese stuff because their mangas are just repeat over and over right it's like a it's like a comic book that goes forever. Yeah. So it, it would be. I, I them, do think like some a, writers have cottoned on to, um, you know, a, the the more mature idea that your character can lose out and fail in their objectives and then rise back from that. So I think there is some of that, but yeah, uh, the the invincible character is a thing. Yeah, but this is like, I mean, he's driving an older car than everyone. Everyone else has got these souped up 90s cars. He's driving like an 80s one. And then even when he does kind of, he, he, the only race he lost in like three seasons was like, spoilers. It, the only race he lost in like three seasons was because his engine blew out because he was pushing it too hard, which isn't even really a race. And even make sure that the guy he's racing says, I don't even count this as a loss, you know. Uh... So it's like, you know, I got fed up with it. That's fair enough. Walk away. Walk away. There's too much stuff out there to waste your time on stuff. This is the BBC Home Service. Speaking of walking away from things, please feel free to walk away from this episode of Liban is Listening and rejoin us in the next episode of Liban is Listening. Thank you. Bye.